0: Hello, lighting nerds and friends, and welcome to another episode of the Light Files, the lighting industries podcast. My name is Lisa Bartlett. Thank you so much for joining me again. I really appreciate your support of the podcast and the feedback that I get. It really means a lot to me. I, I am sure encouraged by all of the engagement I get. Um, either directly on uh, the podcast uh, Instagram, which is uh, light files on uh, Instagram or through direct messages or emails. Um, I really love seeing that our industry is trying hard to become better, do better. I appreciate everyone's engagement. Um, I think this only means good things for all of us. The more we're engaged and talking to each other and learning from one another, I think that's so critical to the success of our industry long term. Um, And to whatever degree this podcast assists that or just makes it okay for people to talk to one another, I really enjoy and appreciate that and am just um, delighted that that's something that that we have going on in our industry right now. And I hope we keep it up for a very long time. So this is episode 20 of The Light Files, which means – I've almost been doing this for half a year, (laughs) which just blows my mind. Um, Well, not quite half a year. Okay, I can do math better than that. But we're getting up there 20 weeks. Um, Half a pregnancy, and this is like a baby to me. If you want (laughs) to, let's view it that way. Anyway, point being, I've had a few offers of uh, support for the show in terms of uh, sponsorship, um, which is potentially something I would consider. Um, but I, what I'd really love is if we could get the Patreon for the light files, uh, going. It does exist, patreon.com slash light files. Um, I would love to have a bunch of us support the podcast in, in a small way. I think it would make a, a big difference. It would allow me to purchase some of the additional equipment that I know I'm going to need to do to start um, trying to do uh, remote interviews with uh, other people in the industry and get their perspective on things. Um, so if you're just feeling so generous, uh, patreon.com lightfiles I would really appreciate it um if not uh t- just share the podcast subscribe rate it on uh iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast platform is um that certainly helps as well and again i just appreciate everyone uh for being a part of the light files podcast and i really enjoy doing this podcast and um sharing whatever ideas you know, come my way or ideas I have. I'm not saying everything I say here is perfectly correct. But again, back to my original point, at least we're having conversations in the industry and talking about some challenging uh, issues. And I think that is for the betterment of all of us. And if I'm even contributing to that in any small form or fashion, um, That just warms my heart and makes me feel uh, like we are just going to be able to do whatever comes our way um, in terms of the future and the home furnishings industry and lighting and fans and uh, lighting controls uh, sales, you know, going forward. So I um, want to talk the first light file that I want to open today is on sales to designers. This has just been such a hot topic. And in a different way than it's been a hot topic before. Um, for years now, uh, there's been a lot of frustration from lighting showrooms about manufacturers who are selling direct to the trade. Um, but I think we, so. And this is maybe sort of parallels. If we went back and took a historical look, there might be a lot of parallels here to how we all had gut reactions to e-commerce distribution and what that meant. And, oh my gosh, we can't have that at all. And then, okay, well, it's here, whether we like it or not, how can we live with it? I think we're hitting this point with direct-to-designer sales, um, where, again, speaking with my lighting showroom hat on, I don't love, and I think there are certain ways to do this and not exclude lighting showrooms from the distribution, which is what I'm going to talk about. But um, I think we all have maybe found some understanding that while we expect these programs in direct to designer sales to be set up in such a way that they do not harm showroom distribution, Um, To some degree, these programs are going to exist, just like sales uh, to e-commerce distribution is going to exist. Um, I don't think we can just bury our heads in the sand and pretend like none of that's ever going to happen ever in our world. It just – it sort of is a a fact of life and what we do. And does it always make me the most thrilled? No, it sure doesn't. But uh, am I willing to try to – think of ways that we can make this work for everyone. Yes, I absolutely am. So I'm going to toss out an idea. I've given some ideas about this before. I believe in them. I just want to give some input from a showroom side about where some of our frustrations come in on direct-to-designer sales and what the real hurdles are for us and how maybe we partner better with our manufacturers who are going to insist on doing direct to designer sales, but how they can do that without harming their lighting showroom partners who do invest heavily in product and showroom spaces and having brick and mortar, uh, showrooms and employees and delivery drivers and a warehouse to store their product. Um, we invest in all of these things because we know it's what our company needs and what makes our partnership so worthwhile. Um, But oftentimes designers don't have to do any of those things. And that is an extremely frustrating point for lighting showrooms. So in years gone by, I I do, again, believe there are changes afoot uh, currently with this. But in years gone by, uh, if a designer reached out to a manufacturer uh, to you know, by direct, uh, generally, the manufacturer would direct them to their sales agent for the territory. And um, the sales agent would get with the whichever showroom, I guess that they have the best relationship with. Honestly, this is where things go a bit hazy for me. I'm really not sure how reps choose which showroom to send a sales lead to. Like I'm in a small market area with maybe one other qualified showroom. I, well, anyway, <laughs> but uh, in a bigger metropolitan area, like I just don't know how these decisions are made. Is it equal? Is it, I just don't know. Um, any input on that would be appreciated. Um, but so then the sales agent would pass along that lead to for a designer to me. And then I would, uh, you know, immediately reach out, provide a quote for anything that they needed And I think where the challenge is, is that designers as a group can be needy and and demanding and have lots of changes and need immediate response and lots of expert advice. And showrooms are always happy to give that. That is just a part of the service we provide to all of our customers day in and day out. But the problem is when we have to provide all that level of service and then only make a very small margin because the designer is expecting a huge discount because... They're working with a showroom. Well, I could just buy it direct for 20% more. And, uh, you know, so you need to give it to me for that same price while I'm also using all of your resources and time and staffing and whatever. And that's where uh, the frustration really comes in for showrooms. We're happy to provide the service. But we cannot also have our margins removed from us for providing that service because all the time spent with that designer is a missed opportunity and maybe reaching out to other customers or getting a retail sale or whatever that might come at greater margin for our showroom and enhance our profitability. So that's where... It always gets tricky for showrooms. We don't want to – we certainly want to service designers. We want to provide them everything that they want and need so that they have successful jobs. But uh, when you can only do that at 20% above cost because that's what they can buy it direct for, uh, that's where things start to get dicey. And what's the best decision here? And it it's just a business strategy decision. Uh, that could go either way. Some people are good with it. Some people aren't. A change that I noticed that I think really kind of eases this problem, it still doesn't help me understand which showrooms distribution is run through, but I a change I think that eases this is if the sales agent for the manufacturer takes on all of that back and forth with the designer and well we wanted this size but now it's that size and we're going to need some extra chain because the foyer is this tall if the sales agent works all that out with the designer one-on-one and then the order is just run through showroom distribution well that i think can solve a lot of these issues in terms of time spent um I'm not having to take my time or one of my team members' time, you know, to spend hours and hours and hours back and forth with a designer to not make enough margin to cover our overhead. Um, The sales agent is doing all of that. And then we just process the sale. We warehouse the product. We deliver it. We handle any RGA issues. We're certainly still involved in the process, but it makes the smaller margin that we might make on that product much more palatable. And easier to live with. So I would just, and I'm sure some showrooms would strongly disagree with me and say, Lisa, we can't even open that Pandora's box at all. This is just me talking about this issue in a way that, okay, I feel like I understand that this is here. I don't think it's going away. Uh, I do take a look at which lines sell direct to designers. It does inform my buying decisions on how they have those programs structured. I, I am not going to lie. I do like it when it's not something that is allowed. I, I, I just can't lie. <laughs> I, my manufacturers that don't allow this um, certainly uh, have received ad- additional support from me uh, because I appreciate that as a part of their business model. But I don't believe it behooves any of us to put our head in the sand about the state of the world. And I think it's better that we have these conversations about how these deals can be structured. And just for the record, any numbers I'm throwing out about margins are just made up off the top of my head. I do not have them based in reality. It's just – it it's just me tossing it out there to toss it out sake um not anything that i specifically know of or deals that i have it's just um i just want us to have conversations about how this can work and how we can more equi- equitably share this workload so that everyone is getting what they want The manufacturers are still getting the sale, sales agents are still making commission, and showrooms are making the sale too, and having the opportunity to build up the relationship with the designer, which was all we really want. We want to be able to build that relationship with the designer and have them in our store on a regular basis and bringing their clients in. That is what we want. So, if we get the opportunity to do it this way, then maybe eventually that designer transitions from working with the sales agent primarily to working with the showroom staff primarily and we're able to strike a deal where they understand the value of our services and our margins aren't so undercut. I think what gets so frustrating on the showroom side is this constant pressure for our margins to be undercut through iMap holidays through direct to designer sales. It's just why It does put us in this position where it makes the bunch of us kind of whiny babies where it's like, why is it always us? Why is it always us having to sacrifice? Why? <laughs> why do our margins always get impeded by all of these things? Why is that okay in our world? And I know we can be a kind of bratty about it, and uh, I'm trying to look for ways that we can not be bratty about it. That we can really move forward and create a team atmosphere for our whole industry. Support the distribution channels, all of them. Um, support the showrooms and make sure that the the showrooms who are working for it and are are out there and trying um, don't suffer because of you know things beyond their control. So anyway, I just think this is important for us to talk about. I think sharing this workload like this really eases a lot of, issues and concerns we might all have um i'm a little terrified as i say this that the whole world is going to come at me and say how dare you say that it's okay to sell direct to designers i am so 100 sympathetic with that as i just said i do pay attention to which of my manufacturer partners do that and i will uh you know put throw extra support behind those that don't or those that I know are always gonna have my back as showroom distribution, that really, really matters to me and will always matter to me. So, um, yeah, so it is a sticky issue. It is fraught with lots of opinions on either side and, and I get it. I just really firmly believe there are ways we can be partners in this. There are ways we can sell direct to designers, scratch whatever itch they need, but not cut out the lighting showroom. I believe firmly that the lighting showroom should not be left out of these sales. If the sales are happening in our area, in our market territory, We need to be included in the process and it shouldn't have to be at our sacrifice. It should be a partnership all around. And I just think that is incredibly important, excuse me, for all of us. So don't throw too many stones at me, but I can't wait to hear your feedback. I will absolutely report back. Even if you vehemently disagree with me, um, You're welcome to write me a note. I will read it aloud on the next podcast so that everyone can understand why I was just so fully wrong in everything I just said, (laughs) which might be the truth. (laughs) But I look forward to hearing your feedback on it. It it really is important, I think, for us to have dialogues and talk about these tricky issues and try to keep an open mind about where everyone is coming from so that we can all engage and move forward together. So that said, I want to... I want to have my second light file opened on some really great things I learned that sales agents are doing that I think are just wonderful for our industry. So I learned this at Light Lightovation last week. Um, so really what I'm going to describe is very similar to the relationship I have with my commercial sales agents. So in my lighting showroom, World, I do a lot of commercial lighting. So I'll just, uh, I do a lot of site lighting. Uh, parking lots, whether it's for a multifamily job or a retail space, I do end up doing a lot of site lighting projects. And in order to do those, I work with uh, a specifying agent, and they work with their manufacturer that they're the agent for, and they do all the photometrics, the layout, and they send me the quote for the bill of materials of all their products on uh, on that um, on the lighting layout, and it works beautifully. Well, I have learned that there are some residential sales agents doing this similar prod process for lighting showrooms uh, for residential projects, or uh, you may be light commercial as well. But I think it's a really, really excellent idea. And it really helps. It goes back to the discussion about designers. It does help share the workload in a way that pays off for everyone. Showroom, agent, manufacturer, all of us. And that's all what we're looking for. So In this case, the sales agent – so say we have a customer come in, new home construction, uh, custom home, and they need all of their lighting laid out. They want all the architectural lighting laid out, the recessed, the decorative fixtures, everything. They need a whole layout done. So a showroom that works with the sales agent could send the house plans over to the agent. They will specify all the architectural lighting and probably even some decorative um, with the lines that they represent. So they'll slot in all the recess. They'll create a fixture legend, um, counts, everything. So then all the showroom has to do is quote that product to the customer, and the customer then gets a complete lighting layout for their home uh, that the electrician can take and, you know, go ahead and, you know, it's a construction document that they can go ahead and take and use to do their install. I think it is a fabulous idea I don't know off the top of my head, there are fees involved in all of this. You know, there's fees involved on the agent side for um, for doing this work. Um, they you get some credit back, I believe, when the purchase goes through. Um, it, but it all just makes sense to me that uh, we should be doing more of this. I, I just think it is a great value add that those showrooms can provide to their customers. Um, it really gets the sales agent involved in what's going on in the showroom. It gets the sales agent invested and in making sure that those kinds of customers are like the builders and architects that are doing those kinds of homes that might need a help with a layout. It gets the agent invested in getting those customers to the showroom. And the showroom can provide this great value add service that they could not go anywhere else to get. I just think it is such a marvelous idea. Um, I think it should be happening in every territory. I um, I know there's expense with it. I know there's staffing. I know, I you know, I get that this isn't like something you can just flip a switch and do tomorrow, but I definitely think there are ways to make this happen for the whole industry um, in every market territory that we could all be providing better for our customers and that is a really critical point for me in general talking about the long-term success of the lighting industry we have to be we have to really as an industry be getting consumers engaged with how critical lighting is in their lives they already have been told how critical flooring and appliances and cabinetry and countertops they've already been sold on how critical those are in their lives but we have yet to sell consumers on how important the correct lighting and fans and lighting controls are in their lives. We have failed on that as an industry, and I do think it shows. There's always time to turn it around, though. And I think programs like this, where we all collaborate together, we work together, we can really express our value to these end user consumers. And you know, when that consumer has this great layout done and they move in and their lighting is just spot on perfect, they become champions for how great lighting is. And that's what we need to cultivate more of in our industry um, is just, we all need to be championing the importance of lighting. Why lighting? Why is it so critical to your life? Because we all know in the industry that it really is important. We can be jaded all we want about, you know, whatever. It's just light fixtures. It's not that big a deal. But, um, you know, turn the power off to your house and remove your lights. Um, Nobody wants to live like that. Nobody can live like that for an extended period of time in the world that we live in. So it is super important to everyone's lives. I would argue more important than the fancy countertops and the fancy flooring um, in a long-term uh, sense that the lighting and fans and lighting controls in your home are more important than those things so anyway just my two cents and i just felt felt that to be uh, just such a marvelous idea and really plays well with this previous discussion about designers and how we can be doing value adds and protecting lighting showroom distribution which is my personal pet project <laughs> as most of you know well anyway Don't hate me too much, but I would love to hear your feedback. Good, bad, otherwise. I'm sure there's lots of it. I'm sure there are some of you that are just like enraged (laughs) at me, which is fine. I'll take it. Um, Hopefully not too much. Hopefully you understand. I'm just trying to come from a place of sharing some ideas that we can better our industry I don't want to keep my head in the sand about things. I don't want to tell manufacturers it's okay to sell direct to designers. Go ahead, have a heyday. Um, But I also don't want to bury my head in the sand and pretend like it's not going on. So given that, where do we go? And that's what I want us all to think about and talk about and provide ideas for. And maybe the ideas I shared today aren't the right ones, But it's an idea, and let's talk about it and move forward. And I really love this idea of doing lighting layouts for retail consumers. The commercial agents are on to something with that. They make the sales. They specify their product. It's a win-win all around. Why aren't we doing more of that in residential lighting? And I really think it could be a benefit to us all. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you feel so inclined to support the podcast after this discussion, please go to patreon.com lightfiles. I will talk to you again next week. Everyone, take care.